Now, if we want to get mad at this organization for not drafting quarterbacks in the last couple of years, then listen, that's fair right there. But the fact is, the times where Jay Cutler fell into the right times when it came to him getting his money. It's the future. Down and distance. On What's going on, everybody? Welcome into Down and Distance. Jared Payton alongside my man, Sean Davis. SD2Mike's on Twitter. I'm at Payton Sun, P-A-Y-T-O-N-S-U-N. This is Down and Distance exclusively on WGMRadio.com. And shouts out to Gage Diamonds. They specialize in custom engagement rings with certified hand-selected diamonds for an exquisite design that will last a lifetime zero percent financing for 12 months gauge diamonds is engagement's middle name in the chicago's vibrant river north bridal district go to gagediamonds.com today they are the sponsor of down a distance we appreciate you guys very very much now it's time to talk some bears football and it's a bears monday i always look forward to talking with you sean just about everything that went down on Sunday, especially to kind of break this thing down as we get a time to kind of sit back, relax and and kind of mow over everything that happens uh, day after a game. It's 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 pretty fitting when you look at where this team is and the outcome of that game yesterday. Three wins on the season, struggling, trying to figure a way out to be able to to get a win, especially against your division rival to maybe, maybe throw a, a little wrench in their playoff hopes. You know, it would have been nice knowing that you're going home at the end of the season. But if you could just maybe mess up something for the Packers, that's almost like going to the Super Bowl. You know what I mean? Especially for me because I just don't have any love for the Packers. But yesterday, um, it goes to show, man. You know what I got out of yesterday, Sean? What did you get? I got one thing. I got a couple things out of yesterday. Got a gift to go under your tree? No, no gifts to go into my tree oh. yesterday. But I did get something to see what it means to have. And this is no knock on the bear situation at this position. No knock. But you could have all these issues that are going on. Your defense could be depleted. You could not have a run game. You can – all these di- different things when I look at the Packers. But the one thing that gives you an opportunity to win late in games is number 12 for – the Green Bay Packers. And it just showed me how vital it is to be able to have a signal caller and a guy that can basically win you a game. Even when you may have no business winning the game, even when you have a bunch of drops from your receivers, all this stuff that happens, when you can have a quarterback like number 12, I'm not going to mention his name. <laughs> I, don't, I, don't, I don't want to mention his name, but it gives you a chance to win. And this is no knock on. Was he Matt. the best number 12 on the field yesterday? It didn't matter. It didn't matter. He made the best he, play. He, he, he made the, the he play. made the best and the biggest play yeah. when the time is. I was listening to Jeff Dickerson talk about it today on the radio here in Chicago, and he said, and it's funny because I was saying the same thing. Aaron Rodgers looked not interested at all about anything that was going on. I don't know if it was the cold or if it was him being hobbled a little bit, but it's like when you need him, he clicked it on and he came up with a big play to be able to one of his big time receivers and they made a play. And to me, that is a telling tale about, um, you know, this season. And 
It's tough for me. I think we should start with the obvious. Matt Barkley starting his fourth NFL game. I want to know, Sean, your take on Barkley. And so far, what do you what's your take on Barkley moving forward? Because I think people are trying to figure out what the future is for Matt Barkley. And I, I think people are really stuck and Bears fans are stuck on getting a quarterback in the draft. I get it. But nine times out of ten, that quarterback is not going to be ready to go. So you you got to have some type of plan. If you want to be mad at anybody, you could be mad at the organization for the situation that they're in with the quarterback position. I mean, let, let, let's be honest. You, you, you don't draft quarterbacks, and now you're getting to a point where you're going to move on for number six, and now there's a void there. You're, you're going to hope and pray that you get somebody that can come in and play right away, but I don't know if that's always the best, especially with a team that's rebuilding. That has a lot of building to do. Yeah. But your take on Matt Barkley's future moving forward and what would you do with now this, him? This might come across as hedging the bet a little bit. What is that? I'm I'm really not going to give a clear opinion on Matt Barkley or any quarterback for the Chicago Bears until I see what's done with the offensive line. Okay. That has to be number that, one. That is paramount. You know, if I'm going into a situation where I have a have an offensive line similar to Dallas, then at that point, that tells me what I'm able to do at the quarterback situation. One thing I see from Matt Barkley, until yesterday with two throws down the middle of the field, you know, ha-ha, no pun intended. That's probably what Clint Dix was probably saying when he saw the ball in the oh, air. Oh, gosh. But he's serviceable. But the one thing I see that's different from him and Brian Hoyer, because we saw Brian Hoyer also come in and put up stats. Yes. Right? We talk about Dow Loggins, his play calling. But there are two quarterbacks that he had this year that came in and put up stats, right? Yeah. Matt Barkley is much better in the red zone than Brian Hoyer. Yes. He's getting touchdowns. He's not selling for field goals as much as you did with Brian Hoyer. He's more athletic. Mm-hmm. I love the way he manipulates the pocket. It's very similar to what we see someone like Tom Brady do, Joe mm. Montana. Dang. They're not athletic to the point where they're going to scramble and kill you, but they manipulate the pocket and extend plays. That play he made to avoid the sack and throw the ball downfield, Bellamy should have, I mean, if it was any other wide receiver besides Josh Bellamy, it's probably a completion. Okay, but hold on. But Let that's me, a, I, that's I, a I great do, example I, of the type of play that he can make. So what I'm saying is Matt Barkley should be brought back. And what capacity he's brought back is yet to be determined because it's left up to Ryan Pace's moves in free agency and the draft and how he shores up that offensive line and some other areas to whether or not we need somebody better. Mm-hmm. or whether or not we can just win with Matt Barkley. So I'll withhold my opinion on him coming back in what capacity. But as a player, I think he's a solid – for me and what I would want, he's a very solid backup that I wouldn't mind playing an extended role at starter if he had to. Okay. I, 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 I'm totally with you. I'm, I'm, looking, I'm looking at a lot of different comments. Aaron just said Hoyer – is garbage. I've also seen that um, 
a lot of different things. I was looking at another comment. Uh, Nolan said Hoyer played better. There's, I think it it comes to what you need. I look at what Barkley has done in this short period of time, and I know people think it's a sample size, and that is true. I get that. But Sean and I both have been talking about the eye, and there's something about there's the eye test. We've been talking about it all season long when it comes to college football. There's certain teams that when you just look at them, you just kind of know, like, this team is different than all the other teams that I watch. There are certain players, and when you look at them, you could just tell that they're a little bit different than other players. That's the same thing we saw with Ezekiel Elliott. When he came out, we were like, this, we knew what he was going to do because we watched him. There are guys, when I look at Barkley, he has the tools, and I'm not saying that he is the answer, and you shouldn't go out and draft a quarterback because you should. I think that Barkley has played well enough that he deserves an opportunity next season to be in that fold or be in the mix. That's what he's done. He's done that. He's done the four games that he has played in. The Bears had have been in a situation down the stretch to be able to win those games. Yeah. They've been that's that's all I need. That's all I really need to see. Yesterday, yeah. It, the, the situation where the three picks, one Hail Mary, the other two, yes, he wishes he can have back. There's something to say about this young man at the end of the games when the game is on the line and he feels like, he's got ice in his veins. It, like, down the stretch. I, I, I'm looking, trying to figure out, okay, what's the deal here? Like, why is this guy so comfortable in this two-minute offense where I've been in the huddle with guys when it comes to two minutes, and they're freaking out? They're freaking out because not only do you – yeah, you, you're, you're thinking that it's easier because you just tell people what to run, but the tempo is a lot faster. And, and, and you see guys going, oh, my goodness, I don't know what to do. He, he's cool, calm, and collective. I think down the stretch, I can't put the game on the offense. On the offense, the one thing that got me, and I and I get this, and Sean and I we talk about this all the time, is the fact that Alshon Jeffrey was back after his four game suspension, saw no targets in the first half, and then next thing you know, he exploded in that fourth quarter. But it's a telling tale that Sean brought to my attention about how Barkley is with these young and inexperienced wide receivers, regardless of the drops, regardless of the drops, that there's something about that he gets them involved and keeps going back to them, going back to the well, even though maybe guys aren't making plays, like a Bellamy. Like, okay, yeah, he missed that, but he gonna, he's going to keep going. The fact that Alshon was having double coverage earlier in that game, I get that. Help over the top, making sure that he wasn't going to do anything crazy, but that's – I, you see it all the time in the NFL. Odell Beckham has that has that has that he has that problem as well, of having two guys, a lot of different, but they find ways. And I'm not saying all the time making plays. I just feel like that that's something that you have to be able to figure out down the stretch. But you look at where the wide receivers are, and I feel like Alshon has played his way into being back. But there's something about it inside of me, Sean, that just doesn't feel like he's going to be back. Even though you don't know what you have in Kevin White, even though I, I just feel like it's Ryan Pace is looking at not only the dollar signs, I think Ryan Pace is also looking at, man, you know what I could do without some of that money to sure up a couple of these spots, maybe through free agency? Like, I think that's what he's, I, that's what he's looking at. 
he's looking at defensively like we got a lot of holes to fill. We got a lot of holes to fill everywhere. To to allocate all that money to one guy for one year, and that's not your guy. Uh, just for one year. I mean, we've gone the two dom. We've had two dominant wide receivers, two playmaking wide receivers, and what did he get us? Not nothing. What really. did he get us? Yeah, I don't know. Of course, the defense at that point in time was below average at best, but. I see a lot of people on with us right now sending these messages across. Look, I'm mid, and I'm going to continue to stay mid with Barkley. Okay? All right. He gets a lot of credit for what he's done. He deserves a new contract. He deserves to be brought back. He deserves to be a part of the quarterback conversation going into training camp. He deserves to be a part of the competition, whoever that competition is. But let's not, you know, I saw somebody send across Howard and Barkley, a deadly combination. It's not Dak and Zeke. Long term. It's not, that's not what it is. It's just not. The most important thing, I will say this again. The Bears will either have the third or the fourth pick, it looks like, in the NFL draft. Right? Mm -hmm. There's a team that has two picks in the top 15. Currently today, where the records sit, there's a team that will have two draft picks in the top 15. This might not make Bears fans feel happy this morning. Uh Uh-oh. If I'm Ryan Pace and I don't see a quarterback at four Mm. or the quarterback I want at four is not there, Mm. you can have this fourth pick, especially if I can pick up number six and number 15. Right? I mean, because the tackles, which is what you need, yes, have been slotted in the teens from what we see in early mocks. So, what you need is a defensive lineman. If you can get another defensive lineman and a talk, stud you, are, tackle, so you talking, are you are you more talking about, or you, you know, the other person I love for the Bears who. The person that just made news this morning by Ooh. sitting out his bowl game. Oh, Mr. McCaffrey? Because you need playmakers and guys that are matchup problems on you offense. Need, you have to. Not only give you that, but then we're also talking about, let's not forget about special teams. We, we, we there has not been, the Bears have not had, Devin Hester, I miss you so much. Because there, there there's, a, there's a difference when you have a guy that can help you kind of take half of the field away on a return to give you in plus yardage so you're, you're you're good enough to be able to say, listen, we're good. We are going to start off at here instead of at our 20. We're already, you know, that, to me, that's a – you're cutting off the field a little bit. You need one of those guys. And see, right now, this is the problem. What's the problem? Everybody is talking about we need a safety. There yeah, is no I, safety in this draft that is worth the number four pick. Stop. Well, I just keep seeing Jabril Peppers' name pop up. Jabril Peppers has one interception in his career at safety. I'm sorry. If you want to drop down and you want to get pick number 10, 11, and then you take Jabril Peppers, okay, that's value. Okay. We say don't reach for a quarterback. Don't reach for – you get the best player available 
or you trade down. I'll tell you what. It's very simple. I really just what I really truly want is a another. What's I, more important? I don't know if you. Or, can, wait, I don't know if you can have enough pass rushers. As big as the hole is at safety, what's more important to a football team, a left tackle or a safety? Oh, you got to have that left tackle. That's every NFL team. I mean, every every. If they team. had to choose between a left tackle and a safety, the majority of the teams would choose what? What position? Oh, tackle. Left tackle. You're pr- protecting your biggest asset. Most of the time, that's your quarterback. And most of the time, I mean, I don't know how many left-handed quarterbacks in the league right now. I don't know. But I know most of the time you're protecting the blind side of your quarterback to make sure that he's okay. And there's a there's something there because I, I feel like, Sean, if you're going to be a competitive team in this league, you have to build from inside out. Right. You've got, you got to build from both interiors, from that offensive line and defensive line, and right. build out. We've seen what that front seven can do when they're when healthy, um, pretty dominant, but also as well, you're looking at a, a, a piece-together offensive line that is – just imagine. I, I, I don't know right now what the whole deal is. I don't know for me, but the jury's still out about uh, Josh Sitton. I, I – I don't know. You see some people echoing what we've been saying the past three weeks. Eric Berry is somebody that we definitely want to see Ryan Pace go get. Yeah. He changes the whole tenure. I mean, dude. Of that defensive backfield. He, that's, um, Eric Berry is ridiculous. Our guy out there, Dwayne McCree. I see Dwayne. Look, he's talking about the best. Your assistant coaches are the best coaches on this staff. Well, like, he, look, if you look at the development of these young wide receivers. A wide receiver coach is pretty good. Yeah. Look at the development of these young defensive linemen. Yeah. Mm, Clint Hurst, pretty good. Look at the linebackers. Clint, yeah. Look at Vic Fangio, what he's working with and what he's gotten out of it. Only knock might be OC. Only That might be the only knock. Only assistant, knock might be OC. The assistant coaches are not the and, problem. And, and, and it's not, and it, my knock on OC it has nothing to do with that logins. He hasn't. This is something that's new to him. So I, 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 I just don't know. But, you know, in this day and age in this league, when you go from having a guy like Adam Gase who basically changed and was the – I've never seen that Jay Cutler before to going and taking the head coaching job to now to seeing what's happened. He, he needs time to be able to, to get better. That's the only way he's going to learn. I just don't know how much time in the NFL you get at that at that position yeah the garoppolo stuff we talked about we this. talked about the garoppolo they want stuff. too much you know i want too much we have more pressing needs it's more pressing needs absolutely because you're still building I, it'd be a different story if you had the defense already built sean yeah if you had a defense built and you were like a, you were one play away this is sounds eerie to too similar from what the bears did back in the day when they got jay cutler i got gerald mundy said that pace needs to draft well and hit in free agency i think he's pretty much he's, done that he's done that i, I don't know i stop giving this guy the man you should hear what i wrote in my presser i took him back to 95 in the uh the source awards i wrote it in there sean for all you players out there that you know I, I'll make sure what it is. You know, you want a GM that's all up in the press conferences, you know. Patrick Glenn's bl- bless you. What did Patrick Glenn say? Hey, you know, you get those every once in a while. Hey. He's listening, though. Hey. He's logged on. He's logged on? Hey, man. 
appreciate you. We don't know what we're talking about, though. Hey, it's all good, man. It's all good. Listen, this is what it's all here for. It's for people to be able to voice their opinions. If you're a Bears fan, I told you the line is open, 312-644-4110. Absolutely. Call I mean, in. Call. We we just we want to talk. I mean, this is what we, we're trying to figure this out like everybody's trying to figure it out. We don't have all the answers. We're trying to figure out the answers. And we're not saying that Eric Berry would leave Kansas City. No. That's a huge emotional no, 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 tie no, 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 no. right there. But you go after him. You got you, to. You make him an offer he can't refuse. Goodness, man. This dude, Sean. I love it when talking <laughs> bears. Um, are you upset at all, Sean, about uh, the late management of, of plays, of late in the game management by John Fox? I mean, we've consistently seen, I mean, we've seen failure that, right? in that area. Under this head coach, it, it, it's like a part of him. Like you just knew, and, and that was, that goes back to Denver. It does. Everybody and why in Denver. John Elway got rid of him. Hold on, keep talking, keep talking. That goes here. back to Denver and why John Elway got rid of him. So when you think about that, it's plaguing this team. Even though we don't have the weapons to actually be a consistent winner in the National Football League, when you look at his time management yesterday, that was a big problem. When you look at being a three and ten team at the time and not going for the win when you're in position to go for the win, the penalty hurt. We totally understand that the penalty did hurt, take them out of position. But look, I don't think this guy would be the guy when things turn around for this organization. A story came out yesterday, yesterday morning, actually, that was very, very interesting on NFL.com saying that Sean Payton, Oh, I did see who that. Who Ryan Pace worked with I did in see New that. Orleans. Like opportunity. Could be available, and the asking price might not be that much. Uh-oh. The Saints are looking to trade their Super Bowl head coach down there. Let's see. Let's go out to the lines real quick. Who we got? Hey, how you doing? It's Chief. Who is it again? Hey, my name is Chief from Newark, New Jersey. What's up, Chief? What up, man? Hey, how you doing? Look, I'm a diehard Bears fan. Been a Bear fan since that. 85 Bears went to the Super Bowl in 86. That's when I became a Bears fan. That was the first game I watched when we beat the Patriots, right? Okay, now, fast forward to yesterday. We lost yesterday, but we could have won. But despite that loss, I still want Matt Barkley as my quarterback going into next season. I would like to draft Jabril Peppers because he reminds me of Devin Heather. Although your co-host says he's not worth it, I'm just saying that's the best shot we got right now. But as for Matt Barkley, that's our guy. That's my boy. He fought like a warrior. He fought like a soldier in Soldier Field. I don't see that from Jay Cutler. I don't see Jay Cutler doing that, rallying the troops that we're going to get it. We're going to get it. When Jay Cutler throw an interception, he go back to the sideline like a little crybaby, like he don't give a darn. You know what I mean? But Matt Barkley, he fought like he wanted to win. That's what I wanted to say, man. Well, listen, man, we appreciate the passion right there, bro. I love that passion. It, it all goes to show the, the only thing that we have about Jabril Peppers is that we've talked to people that are in the league, and I think they have the concerns about him at, at the safety, safety position. position. So, to me, it's only the fact that can he cover the ground that you need? Is he a playmaker? Yes. I definitely think he's a playmaker that can come in and get you better, but I, I just – I, I, I want to watch everything first. I want I need to watch the scouting combine and yep. see how he grades out. And then if you tell me that it's just it's too good to be true, 
then then yeah, I, you know what? That's the guy that's the best available. Then you might have to take him. But I, I think we got to wait and see because there's more pressing needs. You know what I'm saying? And I think you got to really build in and out before you can get back to being and contending in this division. 312-644-4110. 312-644-4110. Down the distance right here, WGN Radio. Jabril Peppers. I understand the love with Jabril Peppers. I do, too. I read an I article Listen, that I, I read an article this week that also said his Heisman campaign was overhyped, even. A little bit. That possibly if he wasn't connected to the University of Michigan. Michigan that it would be And different. they have previous experience with a defensive Heisman candidate that actually ended yeah. up winning it in Charles Woodson. Woodson. So the connection there. I really – look, this is all about compiling – the amount of talent needed to be a true championship contender. That's the mandate. Yeah. I don't care how you get it done, Ryan Pace. Build a conglomerate, a surplus of talent that we can get in here that we can win. Period. All right, who we got on the line? Patrick Lenz. Patrick, what up, man? How you doing? We're doing well, man. Talking Bears. What what you got? Um, well, I'm listening to you guys talk. All right, who we got on the line? I'm, I'm not hearing anything about an old line. I'm hearing about the. How you guys doing? We're doing well, man. Talking Bears. What what you got? All right, I'm hearing you guys talk about the old the defensive line. You got to cut your uh, your your radio or the t- uh, the live live yeah, down live down. There we go. Go ahead. All right, I'm hearing you guys talk about defense, uh, quarterback. We still hear your. We still hear the live feed behind you. Can you turn it down? Yeah, yeah. I'll turn it up. Right, okay, cool. thank you. Go ahead. Go ahead now. You guys are talking about uh, defense, which is great for Chicago, but they have a very good defensive line right now. But I don't hear anything said about the management. Okay, I'm talking about the McCaskey family. It was different under the Hallis family, but everybody knows what happened there. But anyway, I'm thinking. They have to change the ownership. Then they could worry about bringing back Bears history. Bears were the winningest team in football for a long time. Yesterday, they let the Green Bay Packers tie them in a series. You know what I mean? They just got all tied up with the Green Bay Packers. That's ridiculous. Why? Stupid. So I'm thinking they need new ownership and an O-line to protect whatever quarterback is back there. So, listen, I, I get this. I, I totally – Didn't we say O-line was the we, first we did. thing they need to be but sure But not, okay. not the O-line. Let's, just, let's go back to the, the – this comes up almost every single week when it comes to the McCaskies, and it, ownership is not going to change. It, it's not – They can't be traded. It, it, yeah, they can't be traded. So, it, it's really up to them, and I, it, it's tough because – so many people want to see some type of change, but I'll be honest with you, over getting to know George McCaskey and just seeing his love for this team, it's not its not like they're not trying. I'll be honest with you. He, listen, he loves football. I've had the opportunity to sit down, no cameras, no nothing around, and talk football with the man, and I'm telling you, his passion for winning, it, it, he they, they want to win. It, this... This organization, I don't think it's going to – it's changing the ownership that's going to 
change everything that's going on on the field. They're not they're not the ones that are playing in between the lines. It's you have to figure out everything that's going on below you first and, and, and figure that out. And I think they've got something now. I don't know if the coach is exactly what they need, but I in my heart believe that the GM that they have knows what he's doing. He knows what he's doing. The, it, the coach, I don't know if that's that, that's still to be determined. And, Jared, this, this cry from fans, Bears fans, sounds very similar to the cry from Blackhawks fans about 10 to 12 years ago. I get it. I very understand. Very similar. And the Wirtz hey, family still owns the Blackhawks three Stanley Cups later. You understand what I'm saying? I get so it. it's not so much about the family. It might not be the right individual exactly. within the family. Maybe. And maybe maybe there's some things that need to be moved in that particular. Maybe there's somebody younger coming up in the ranks in that family that actually has the passion needed to get the job done, a la Rocky Wirtz, to make the right moves. But, hey, you know, now if you, if you want to talk about Ted Phillips, maybe we can have a discussion on whether or not you need a f- true football guy in that position. We can have that discussion. But as far as the ownership of the family, it's really nothing to discuss right there. It's like it's their team, their business. They can't be traded. You can't pick up somebody in free agency to replace them. So, you know, hopefully you just get somebody else to come in and add some new flavor to the situation or some new thoughts. Okay, I'm, I'm thinking of the Chicago Cubs. Longest drought in history, correct? Yes. It changed ownership. What happened? Eight years later, something happened. What the, was it? The Cubs changed ownership for a lot of financial reasons. Correct, but they did change ownership. Yeah, correct? but the Bacassis have no financial reason to, to sell this team. Yeah, they, they, they don't. The owners of the Cubs traded because of financial considerations. They were put in a position to do that. The McCaskies are good in the pocketbook. Believe that. Well, I, I, I don't see it. I see them spending money on Jay Cutler. Lots of money for Jay Cutler. Lots and lots of money for Jay Cutler. Well, but, but in that case, though, this is the thing. In that, it, The reason why is because that position, you are more than likely are going to, a la what we've talked about earlier with a lot of these other quarterbacks, with, uh, let's just... Brock Osweiler, why why did why did Houston say, listen, let's give this dude a bunch of money when you looked at what what Elway was thinking, like, listen, let's lowball this guy because we've seen him in practice. We know what he's all about. Let's get him for cheap. But then you look at what happened uh with Houston. They went out. The position is over is the value at the position, people will spend money at that position. At the time with Jay Cutler, he was the best that you were going to get. Now, if we want to get mad at this organization for not drafting quarterbacks in the last couple of years, then, listen, that's fair right there. But the fact is, the times where Jay Cutler fell into the right times when it came to him getting his money, when his contract, when they restructured, there was nobody else out there that you were going to go out and get. And at the time, you have to pay those guys at that position. It's not maybe what I would have done, but I understand from the ownership side, the business side, why they they gave him money? It's probably not what I would have done. I, I I wouldn't I wouldn't have gave him a boatload of money. But everybody feels like you got to have a guy, even if it's a guy that's sitting in that position, which it sounds crazy, just to be there. Because I mean, he other than that, you didn't really ha- you didn't have anything else to go to. So correct. I but get the it. guy they got now is a good quarterback. He could be a good quarterback. He needs an O line to protect him. The guy who got hurt earlier in the season was a good quarterback. He could be a better quarterback. He has no line to protect him. Well, we'll see. We're going to see what they do. I, we we did say though that the offensive line is definitely 
That's I didn't hear that part. Yeah, I thought I turned good. you on from the beginning. I, I heard you talk about defense, defensive players, but I didn't hear anything about O-line, which is we, what they need. Yeah, Listen, when we, everybody was talking to Jabril Peppers, we said left tackle. We said left tackle. And what's most important, if you look, ask it, me or you ask Sean, you ask a GM, Left tackle is that position, and I think you have to start building out that offensive line and make sure that offensive line is set, and it might not be sexy, but let's look at what the Dallas Cowboys did when they shored up their offensive line and now look where they're at with two rookies in critical situations on that Dallas offense. Oh, I agree 100%. I mean, I'm back from the days when I seen um, Gale Sarasra in Chicago. He didn't have an old line to protect him. He had to run through walls. That man ran through anything. And I seen your daddy run through everybody, so it don't make a difference. But later on, he did get some help, especially Seward. But, but and, and, look, and look at where the help came. I mean, exactly the, the help was a defense that was ridiculous and an offensive line that was put together for his liking. I mean, for years with no offensive line. So, to me, that's where it starts from. We said it. It starts from the interior and building out from there. But if you can do that, it puts you in the situation to be successful. If you don't, we're starting to see certain teams, especially now at this part of the season where, I mean, you watch Dallas. It's like a well-oiled machine on offense, man. They just – I'm watching Dak Prescott and what makes it. And Sean, my co-host, he brought this up. Dak is in a situation why he's been so successful because he's had a lot of time in that pocket to be able to look back where he's not having to figure out what's going on because he's got people coming in his face. He's well protected, and it's made the transition for him easier. So I think you have to go that way. And then the offensive line to be able to run the football with Ezekiel Elliott, I mean, it's like it's not that he's not taking hits. He's delivering a lot of hits. He gets hit. But getting to that second level is a lot easier for him to be able to do what he does, and it's uh, it, it's pretty fun to watch. I agree. I agree. Just like I, I like what Kyle Long. I thought Kyle Long was good pickup. I think they need people more like Kyle Long than what they got. But instead of going through getting free agents, which will cost you more money, you know what I mean? Bring up guys from the, the dress, pick them up. Okay, so that 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 right here, this is I get it, but see the guys that you bring in in free agency, you're hoping that those guys are already established that they can come in. If you want to go that way and just draft guys, then that's cool as well. But you, but as Bears fans and as fans of football, we have to understand there is a learning curve there, and it's going to take time. Guys aren't just going to come in like Cody White here and be you, you know your starting center on by game one. Most of the time, those guys have to have to take a little bumps and bruises. But we've seen. Ryan Pace do something this past draft of getting guys that came in that are ready to play. And to me, he's done a phenomenal job so far. You got to give him more time. And I think over time, we'll start to see some of these things start to grow and sprout into uh, to big things. We appreciate your call, man. You have a good day, bud. All right. Well, it's just, you know what it is, man. It's that time, bro. I just, it's that time. People, people talking, wanting to talk. I want one more caller before I get out of here. That's me. I got it. I got it. My bad. I got to get to my other gig, fam. I had a great time talking with you, though.
We went over the half hour that I was saying we were going to go over. Big money grip over here. Yeah, dude. I'm just trying to get it, bro. Hey, listen, we appreciate you guys for checking us out here on Down and Distance. Jared Payton, Sean Davis. Follow him on Twitter if you want to argue with him. SD2Mikes on Twitter. I'm at Payton Sun, P-A-Y-T-O-N-S-U-N. We'll be back next, next week. week. It won't be Monday because next Monday – it's a pretty special day. Oh, it's my birthday next yeah, Monday. Yeah, it's a pretty special oh, day. Oh, yeah, we will. But we'll so do something. So shout out from all our down-the-distance followers. Yeah, we appreciate you, man. Pretty happy birthday to uh, JP. Hope you enjoy Thank your day. Don't forget uh, the The press- big show. The big show next Wednesday. The big show. End of the year show next Wednesday. Yeah. And we're going to start earlier. Big guest in studio talking about everything. Yes, sir. Yeah. We'll do it. Hey, Thanks to Gage Diamonds for being our sponsor here for Down and Distance. Go to GageDiamonds.com. You know what I mean? We appreciate that. Gage, always so good to us. Sean Davis, Jared Payton, as always, we were here, but now we're gone. Peace.